3: major building
2: projects for the trade, or a DIY home reno, Robot Building Supplies is the Australian-owned, family-run business you can trust. Robot's knowledge and product range is vast and world-class. Next day delivery in Metro Melbourne, visit robotbuildingsupplies.com.au. R-O-B-O-T, Robot
4: Building Supplies.
2: Yeah, welcome back to the program for our listeners in New South Wales. Big welcome to our Queensland listeners also from S E N Q six ninety three AM if you've missed any of the show, look up the SEM breakfast with Fosse and Brandy on your favorite podcast platform. Had a chat to Dave Riccio, Brett Phyllis updated us on the US Open final and answered your calls and texts. Now it's hey, it's the hour power hour of power. Oh, yeah, this is where we break the salary cap. Who cares what we're paying them? Uh, Maddie
4: Johns and Cameron Smith. Uh, Maddie Johns, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Get your VB for Men grooming kit today for just $59.99 from Chemist Warehouse. And Cameron Smith here for the Sporting Globe, home of the footy. Catch all the NRL action at the Sporting Globe. Your home of footy. Great place, great venue. But first up, the Maddie Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Maddie, I asked Brandy right off the top of the show, because you've been around football all your life. You've played... Be League from when you're a little boy up in Cessna. Have you ever seen the likes of yesterday? Have you uh, ever look. seen the likes of what happened?
0: Uh, morning, old cock. Hello to the listeners, Brandy and Cameron. <laughs> uh, not <laughs> since watching you know, games. As I said I said, the show last night, watching, being brought through watching football in the 70s and 80s, it was a throwback to the 70s and 80s and I
4: absolutely loved every second of it. Yep, yeah, loved it. Loved it. It was <laughs> just dramatic. Cameron. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most capped Morning, player fellas. in the history of rugby league. You play a lot of matches. Did you yes. play in a match like that before?
3: No, no. And I've, I've played in some some pretty big matches with a lot of feeling amongst the two sides. But look, yeah, you, know, you sort of take yourself back to game three of Origin this year. You know those opening uh, stages in that match that that sort of reflected what we seen yesterday, but but not an 80-minute performance like those two teams put in yesterday. I'm, I'm, I'm got to take myself back to when I was a little fella. Now, I was born in 83, so I missed I missed the early sort of 80s and, and, and the 70s, that, that style of football. But just thinking back to, you know, the, the late 80s where it was still a pretty aggressive and pretty rough style of, of sport that, that the players played. Um, yeah, it was great. I actually loved it. I love sitting there watching both teams get stuck into each other.
2: Uh, now, coming into the weekend, I, I think most of us thought that this was shaping up as what could possibly be the best weekend of, of finals footy we've had for a long time because the sides were so even. that mm. Everyone gave the Eels a, a chance to beat the Panthers, Melbourne Raiders toss of the coin, as was the Sharks, Cowboys, mm. and then we had yesterday. It, it, it did pan out the way everyone thought. It, it, that was a great weekend of footy. Yeah, it was brandy. I think every every facet, everything we spoke
0: about, um, sort of came through. it is you know the the Nathan Cleary return was saying that he carried no rust, that he trained his backside off, and he'd get out there and wouldn't miss a beat. In fact, be better. That had happened. We said that uh, there was a lot of talk around that the Raiders would upset Melbourne. That took place. Everyone said well, you know we don't know how to split the Cowboys and and, and Cronulla. There you go again. And yesterday they said there's no doubt that these two sides will tear into each other. It'll be something special. And it was. So it was... I'm with you, Brandy. I thought it was just a fantastic weekend of rugby league. And some of those scenes yesterday at Allianz were as good as I've ever seen in the game.
4: Yeah. Yeah, You you were a lover of the old City football stadium, Matty. And obviously it's got great memories for you because Newcastle won their first grand final there. But I think let the record show... I think we've got the best rugby league stadium again, Allianz Stadium to me, and it was previously the old Sydney Football Stadium. I always thought that's the best stadium we have. Now, Cameron, this is controversial because Suncorp Stadium, but I'm telling you, I am telling you, Allianz, the old Sydney Football Stadium was the best. You know, full, and we didn't say full too often, but full. I thought it was the best stadium we had, and I think the new one may have got there. Cameron, Maddie. Um, you, know, um, you look. Yeah, I, look, I, I, yeah it, go, I know yeah. oh, you're right, mate. It, uh, I think Brent,
0: like, like I've got great memories. Not just as a player, but the semi-final weekends, Saturday, Sunday, minor semi-final, major semi-final. It was just I just loved it. I thought I think we have to go back to that. You know, the the, the Saturday, Sunday when Sydney teams uh, have earned the home semi-final. It was just I thought it, well, I used to think it was better than grand final weekend. It was just so good and so many great memories. But, look, it's, th- this stadium is something special simply because it's just been built. You know, it's, it's modern. It's so easy to get in and out of. You know, Suncorp d- did renovations. You know, it's hard to split them. I mean, Suncorp is just a fantastic ground and, and, and the way that the Queensland supporters you know flock into it. Uh, it's a toss of a coin. Look, you go for Allianz just
2: because, as I said before, it, it, it's sparkling new. I I haven't. Well, I I can't judge because I haven't been into the New Alliance. I haven't been there. But the fact that that, um, Suncorp holds an extra Mm 10,000, I I think it's. but that that's me not being not being <laughs> a well, new Orleans. Well I've like been I'm telling it.
4: you just from experience I have been to rectangular stadiums that are bigger. So and and uh, Cameron would you have Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, I'm just trying to think, yes. did you play there? Yes I've played there. Like yeah, so it's big, but it's almost too big for a rectangular. You are still mm. like up high, you are a long way away. Yep. I'm thinking forty thousand, uh, forty two thousand is the perfect rectangular stadium for atmosphere. It's all yeah. kept in there. You know, you're close. That that's probably befitting the game of rugby league. The the the, the field area that we play on. Having yep. been around the world to other grounds, I mean Old Trafford's incredible, but yes. that's not even the right dimensions. It's not the right dimensions <laughs> of a rugby league field. Yeah, area it's is only about, about two and a half meters.
3: It's only it's yeah. I think it's only. Um, it could be even shorter. The ground too it might be only about yeah. ninety six meters yeah. long. I think yeah, they, they right. shorten up a few of the the ten meter um, areas, but. Um, I'd, I'd still lean towards Suncorp, and I, I think mainly because you know I represented Queensland and we had so many big matches there, um, you know being the, the Maroons' home ground. Um, but I, but I must say I'm a little bit like Matty. A lot of my memories of of September football, finals football, was the Sydney Football Stadium, and mm. I guess in a way I'm a little bit. I, I always wanted an opportunity, like when I was playing Origin, to play an Origin match at the Footy Stadium. Just thinking back to a lot of those those great Origin matches that they were played at the Sydney Football Stadium, um, you know the Mark Coin miracle try, mm, yeah. um, Michael O'Connor kicking that sideline conversion, all of those iconic moments of State of Origin that they take you back to the Sydney Football Stadium. There's no yeah, doubt point. that it's, that's a wonderful, wonderful arena.
4: Good point, yeah. Now, look, the big issue with a lot of our listeners this morning, Maddie and Cameron, bringing you up to speed, and a lot of our callers right from the start of the day, the concern is that the competition is not going to be decided by the two teams. It's going to be decided by the bunker and bunker intervention. Are you concerned, in light of yesterday in particular, that that is a chance, Matty?
0: Um, it's always a chance. Look, there are a couple of things that were overzealous yesterday. I mean, the junior to Tola push in the face, there was nothing in that. You know, and we said in the in outbreak, we're we'll having a discussion about, you know, third man running in, uh, you know, running into what? To do what? Because there's no yeah. punching anyway. But I, I tell you, I thought Trent Robinson was terrific after the game yesterday. It would have been very easy for him to sit there and complain about the officiating. But he said, no, no, no. He said, I point no blame at the officials. He said, both of these sides chose to take this route they chose to play that way and if and if that's the case boys and I know look, no one likes to see two players in the Simbin bin from one side but if teams choose to play that way yeah you know, the referee just in the bank just can't throw their hands in the air and say i oh, just let them get on get on with it it puts the referee in a very, very difficult situation. But as I said, okay, they, they were overzealous one or two occasions. But it yes. was very hard for the referee at times not to lose control of that game yesterday because the players themselves lost, themselves lost control.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was, and I, and it I think, was a I bit out it, of control, wasn't yeah, it?
3: I think Ashley Klein said as much, Matty, when, when he put those two boys in the bin. I think it was Radley and Totola. He said, hey, listen, the game's starting to get out of control. You guys can go sit down. I think that that was he gave his his reasoning for that, which is fair enough. But um, I do have I do have small concerns, Vossi, Absolutely, of of the bunker trying to interject at certain times. I think they can, I think they can just let the officials on the ground, the referee and the two touch judges, just, just let them look after the game, um, and just take. They can choose to take a back seat at times when when they actually, instead of instead of doing that they choose to interject and and try and have their say
2: mm. um now we've been running a poll here this morning uh, uh, this is british should you be able this Brady's is a poll buzzers. that i i threw up early uh, should you be able to score a try off a of falcon uh, at the moment it's 67% <laughs> big yes the big issue, 33 no i know the, the big, big issue Brady, is, boys.
3: please don't rub this in please
2: can you score a try could should should that there's something in just the word the falcon invokes um, getting it wrong. Couldn't catch. <laughs> wasn't looking at the ball. Hits him on the head. And and we're having tries scored off falcons. Um, mm. Is that right, boys? Maddie, what, what do you think? Oh, jeez, I. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> look, I'll say pro-Falcon. I'm, I, I think,
1: uh, yeah, I'm pro-Falcon. It's, um, Pro Falcon. there
0: was one in England where the guy, remember the one in England, the guy literally held the ball, head-butted the ball through like a chip and then, and mm-hmm. then scored marvellous football. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cameron? Um, oh, look, I don't mind it. Oh, as long as, well, y- y- it's illegal for like intentional use of the head, um, mm-hmm. To promote the ball forward, but uh, yeah, if it's accidental, sometimes it's quite comical and, and, and well, it and is quite comical. But
4: it's, it's, game too. it's It's quite Brady amazing actually how Brady. they score. It's cause of yours, You've, you you threw it totally out of the blue. Oh, so you're against, was you're against you're against Brandy his crawl.
2: Yeah, I'm against it. I because I, I I just can't have a try being scored off off such a big error. You you, yeah. you can't catch the ball or the pass is that bad that it hits your teammate in the head. Like yeah. that's an error. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, We can drop that. It's been dropped. There we go. Motion dismissed. Uh,
4: Mr Speaker for Penrith, Uh, your motion dismissed. Hi, boys. Allianne Stadium is great, but the parking and traffic is lousy. The government forgot about that when they designed it. I was stuck in the car park for over an hour, says Tezza the Rabbit. Um, Mm. Well, Tezza, if you were stuck in the car park for an hour, um, this weekend getting in is going to be a little bit of a problem because the Swans are playing Collingwood at 4.45 on Saturday. Um, and it's an eight o'clock kickoff for the Rabbitohs and um, the Sharks. So we mentioned earlier, Peter Valandy thinks Bruno Mars and Everest is a problem um, uh, when that comes up in October. I Swan's think this, this Saturday probably be a little bit more of a problem. Yeah. Mm. So parking, but, but look, not, you've not got much to put we can do about it. that. I mean, yeah, but, but I mean, big events and parking and traffic, and we all blow up. I mean, <laughs> I got stuck in the car park at a Bulldogs game on a Sunday night early this year for an
2: hour, but. Yeah, you know, I suppose we, there's bigger issues to worry about, isn't there? Bigger uh, there issues. is, yeah. And the Falcons, certainly not one of them. But I'm going to let that go. <laughs> Come on, let it go. Uh, now, uh, the Storm and the Roosters. C- coming if, if, Two weeks ago, you know, the Storm came good towards the back end of the year. I know that the Eels mm. beat them, but um, where to for the Melbourne Storm? Now that we departure of all those players, Cameron... Yeah, uh, half the forward pack leaving. Um, yeah, and what? And what are you? What? What's your gut feeling about Cameron Munster now? In terms of he'll be there next year, but mm. have you got? Have you got a, a, a gut feel on what well, might happen to Cam in twenty twenty four?
3: Well, just on on the the club moving forward with those departures, particularly of those four players. So the two Bromwich brothers, Jesse and, and Kenny, uh, Felice Cafusi of course. Those three players going to the Dolphins next year. Um, <clears throat> Brandon Smith moving on to the Roosters. They're, they're four Premiership players and four, well, representative players, aren't they? They're state of origin mm. and international players, all four. So they're losing a whole heap of experience. Once again, they 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 took a whole chunk of experience out of their squad last year, also. Um, but on top of that, they're they're four players that are in their starting thirteen, fellas. Mm. So it's it's a it's a big chunk of their um of their starting side out of this team um of course they've they've signed Tarek Sims um and they've signed a young back rower from the Warriors who I think is a fantastic young young Ellie player Katoa. Katoa um but yeah it's it's this is this is going to be a big challenge for them this is a big challenge for the club it's a big challenge for Craig as coach which you know he He's leading everyone to believe that this will be his final season in, in 2023 as a head coach. So big challenge for them ahead. Um, as far as Cam Munster's concerned, if I'm brutally honest, if I if felt as though he was going to commit to the Melbourne Storm and, and sign on and extend his contract, he would have done so by now. Mm. That's, my, that's my gut feeling. But he, he he's been at this club since he was you know 16 years of age. Um, yeah, you know, we've heard Brayton Asta come out on on TV and say that you know the Melbourne Storm their offer now is in the area where it should be. Um, so, what's holding him? What's holding him back? I think if he wanted to stay at that club and there was no other reason, you know, to delay the decision to to commit, he would have done so. Um, so my gut feeling is, as as bad as this may sound to all the Storm uh, supporters out there and myself, I'd love Cam Munster to say to stay. I feel as though he'll be going to the Dolphins.
4: Yeah, mm, well, that's the read that um, plenty have got on the I, tennis, I, I, Just updating I that reckon, one set uh, all three all the third uh, Rude and Alcaraz. I know, um, Matty, you're um, very much in the Casper uh, Rude camp. Um, oh, yeah. Norwegian, is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Huge fan. Big them. fan. Massive, <laughs> Big Massive. fan. Big fan. I said could run nude down Pitt Street Mall in Sydney today no one would know who he was. Because if, if Ruud does
2: win, whoever wins becomes one. the world number one. World
4: number one. And Kasparud could be the world number one in tennis today. He, he must be the. By the way, just as we go to a break, Maddie, we lean on you, you as the um, monarchy reporter, the monarchy uh, reporter mm. on this station on SEM. <laughs> just in light of the events, the tragic events of last Friday, various sad events. Um, news comes through today. Prince Andrew has been put in charge of caring for the Queen's beloved corgis. Just sort of get your reaction on that. Jeez. Prince Andrew has oh, been wow. given the oh. dogs to look after. Others, oh. others get the get the job of king, like King <laughs> Charles. You become king. Uh, yeah. Andrew, you look after the dogs. Um, yeah. You look after the corgis. What did you think, Maddie? Yeah, he's got the rough end of the stick there. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a corgi
0: man. I mean, each to their own. Mm. Um, uh, look. A corgi's not a dog that I would, um, you know, it's not high on priorities. Uh, nice. so I don't know if that's the right term. I'm probably thinking not <laughs> I'll stay out of this one. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of Monarchists out there, and they seem to be quite angry people sometimes. So <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping out.
4: Okay. okay. And we it's sometimes play the wise, birthday Matt. game. We yeah. sometimes play the birthday game. During her lifetime, how many corgis did Her Majesty own? Oh. Oh, Cameron, geez. take um, a snap.
3: I'm going to say 17. 17.
4: Brandy?
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say kidding. 50. 50. 50.
4: <laughs> Matty, how many corgis? 27. 30. The answer was 30. There you go. Oh. See, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Pretty close, Sorry. man. There, there we go. We're playing a little bit of a game there here on uh, Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. Um, Matty here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron Smith for the Sporting Globe. Fire your questions in via the text 0457 736 or call the McDonald Jones open line 1300 01 1170. Hello to all our listeners on this Monday morning far afield. We broadcast right across New South Wales and Queensland through the ACT, wherever you're listening on the SEN app. It's a great Monday morning. Cameron Smith here for the Sporting Globe. Maddie Johns for Chemist Warehouse. And uh, on the text, Aiden says, Morning boys, let's take a moment to think about all those para fans who've been texting and calling in for the past three weeks, hoping they'd end up playing Penrith in the first week of the finals because they were the so-called Easy Beats. Glad they got what they hoped for. Go the Panthers. There's a little bit of <laughs> Penrith-Parramatta rivalry. Now pull up your socks, fellas. All-day socks by Underworks pass every... Comfort, test, pull up your socks. I'm saying Brandy, pull up your socks because that, that Falcon issue today, I just don't see how that got to the top of the agenda. So I'm saying Brandy, pull up, pull up your socks, mate. I mean, we had so many we things haven't... to talk about and you yeah. threw in the Falcon issue, which is die to death.
2: Mm. Oh, gee, I, th- I, thought it, I thought I'd garner more support. Amongst no, the listeners, don't. and even Maddie and Cam, just yeah, no, just, party. Party. just, very just move on. Just move I on. Sort of regret <laughs> it. I'm it. I apologise, Ben. I, I'm looking
4: back. I, I just didn't give you the support you deserved There. <laughs> yeah, that's all right, mate. Mm, Um yeah. I don't feel alone. So, Cameron, <laughs> do you have a nomination for pull up your socks on this Monday morning for Underworks?
3: Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm just going to go um, with with the teams that are moving into second week of finals. I'm going to say Parramatta Boys. They really have to pull up their socks. I know they ran into a, a red-hot Penrith side on, on the weekend, um, led um, beautifully by Nathan Cleary. I just feel as though they, they really need to get their game sorted quickly for this weekend, playing against the, the Raiders, of course. Three three guys, I thought, really had a red-hot crack for them, though. Um, and that was um, Madison Junior Bolo and RCG. I thought they, they went out there and had a red-hot crack, but... Um, yeah, I think the Parramatta footy side you've got to pull up your
0: socks this week, boys.
4: All right, uh, Maddie, Matthew. Yeah, it's hard. Like,
0: yeah, I think I'm with Cameron. It's, I think all Parramatta fans will be saying, "Come on, boys, it's time to deliver at this time of the year." I reckon, like leading into the game, there was one aspect I thought Parramatta were really bullish. Which, um, <clears throat> I mean, if they win, you go, away. well done!" But you know, we got a couple of people that. Have Penrith fans have said that even on social media they were bullish. And if you're going in, like I've always think, if you're going into week one of the finals, particularly against Penrith, mate, it's the old art of war, you don't see it coming. And I'd sometimes get, you know, I I just don't think a team doesn't sells any favours by going, mate, we're going to go out there and we're really going to stick it to them, that sort of kind of talk. Because teams like Penrith and those top seeds go away and go, okay, you're going to do that? Well, let's go. So, yeah. Parramatta, I think, just in how they handle their build-up. right, Brandy, uh, quickly Very your quick, nomination.
2: yes. A- anyone thinking of uh, expressing their views on social media, don't. And if you have, <laughs> yeah, good. off your socks. <laughs> Caitlin Moran. Caitlin Moran. Fair
4: dinkum. Oh, no. Fair oh, dinkum. Uh, all day socks by Underworks. Pass every test. Pick up a pair and test them for yourself. The last half hour is all you and it's all Maddie, and it's all Cameron and Brandy and I, we just sit back and enjoy it. So be a part of the program one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text zero four five seven seven three six
2: seven three six. for Every time, oh, every time, every time, promotes the A grade. She doesn't know what she's promoting, but she's promoting. <laughs> Very I'd funny. promote. I'd promote nothing
0: associated with Fletch. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're here thanks
2: to Brighton's lawyers one eight hundred eight four eight eight four eight and Garage Doors four D Doors Garage Doors, redefined. Um, we, plenty we of text a, coming through. Yeah, uh, this one. Yes, yeah, go for Brandy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the Storms Big Four played this year, they were seven to eight and average winning margin 25. 7 out of 8 uh, 7 to 8 Out of 10 Average winning margin Of 25 points uh, Only loss against the Raiders When Pap went down uh, 10 minutes Well that was the Round 20 game I think mm. it was Where Pappenhausen Went down And the Ra- the, the storm Were looking good Until Pappenhausen uh, Went off with that Fractured kneecap But uh, yeah They missed him There's no doubt You know You take mm-hmm. one of your stars Out of your team For a long period And he He didn't play much footy Did he Would, would he have played Double figure games 10 games Tops Maybe. That would have been Yeah, it. maybe.
4: Yeah. Yep. Disappointing stuff. Um Matty, you can confirm this morning, lads, this is from uh Jason, you mentioned Cooper John's Sunshine Coast Falcons in the Queensland Cup coming back from twenty four points down to beat the Tweedhead Seagulls twenty six twenty four. Is that correct, oh, Matty?
0: It was up yeah. Twenty four twenty four nil, I think it was might have been twenty four nil at half time and come back and wow. they won a golden point, scored with a minute or so to go and then off the kickoff, Jermaine Sarko got the sun in his eyes, couldn't see the ball. Uh, rolls dead, and then in Golden Point goes for a short, short dropout. Doesn't go to the ten. They kick the goal and win twenty six oh, No, no. Oh.
4: Yeah. Oh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> sun in the eyes, and then short dropout. Doesn't get yeah, no, yeah, 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 catastrophic. Mm. Tough no. to third. They, yeah. they were
3: down. They were down. They were down twelve points with only about six and a half minutes to go, boys. And is they that right? Two, yeah, they scored two tries in the last six minutes to even it up. Yeah, There's a big right. comeback by the Sunshine Coast.
4: Maddie John's here for Chemist Warehouse. Cameron Smith for the Sporting Globe. What a venue that is if you want to catch all the semi-final action. And, of course, Chemist Warehouse, great savings every day. Now, fellas, here's some painful audio for you. Brett Camorley sharing the coaching experience on SEN's crunch time over the weekend I'll play the audio and then get your reaction this is Brett talking about his experience as coach which has not been a fun time at the Tigers you know it, it was obviously even if you think about the, the Paul Green um, unfortunately he's passing um, you can understand
3: not you can't understand but you know on Sunday night after the last game I you know I, I broke down basically you know and you bawl your eyes out oh, and you sit you. on the bathroom yeah. floor and you think, wow, how hard that was. So, yeah. you, you sort of, that's what comes with it that I'd never felt before.
2: Isn't that a good uh, insight, boys, yeah. that he's, he's yeah. happy to share that? You know, yeah. the,
3: the, the pressure and how it consumes you and what it does to you, thats I think people look at it and go, oh, you, you know, you've it's rugby league, you're a head coach, you, you should be able to deal with it. And so, it'll make me now, it's made
4: me now understand that if I wanted to do it, I've got to go and have a long apprenticeship. So, do you
2: still want to do it, Nod?
4: I still have ambitions. Yeah. For co- I still love coaching. What a frank admission. Wow. Like, he wasn't, he wasn't he actually did that he went to the bathroom floor i mean so much pressure so much disappointment all of those things cameron um now more than ever tougher to be a coach uh, you you are retired plenty mm. of people would see you cameron you would make a perfect coach <laughs> do you, oh. you you hear that does that make you <laughs> say no nah, i'm pretty happy doing what i'm doing yeah
3: i'm pretty happy with where i'm at right now Vossie. um and I've said this for quite some time, even before I finished. Uh, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh mate, you'd go straight into coaching when you finish." But having watched Craig Bellamy for a long period of time, and and seeing him not only just go about his work and and the amount of work that he puts in and the time, but yeah, the 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 emotions that he that he feels, the roller coaster of not just an eighty minute game, but the week, the year, you know, the different things that he has to. Put up with and, and deal with I, I just I couldn't do it you need You yeah. need to have a very special uh, personality to be Absolutely. a head coach yeah. Yeah. And, and, do. and particularly particularly these days, guys, like there's so much there's so much scrutiny on on every single part of of life, not just not just sport or not just coaching, but there's so much pressure on on everyone to perform and and get results in particular. You know, there's a lot of money involved in the game now. So sponsors and board members, they're all asking, why isn't the team winning on the weekend? Why aren't we performing well? And that all comes back to the coaches.
0: Yeah. You know, N- Noddy, I-, I played a lot with Noddy. N- Noddy's a-, a mate of mine. And what would have really hurt him, those players let him down. Like, I think it... it, it to, to to be a coach and see players go out there, some players and not not just put in any effort, that must just that must cut you to the bone. And I think that's got a lot to do with it as well. He was put in such a difficult situation; It wasn't fair. And at least you you know you can't guarantee wins or anything like that. But you just
4: want your players to dig in for you, and they didn't do it. Let he was let down badly. Mm. Yeah, you well, know, that from Brett Cornley. By the way, just very somber. And I believe today would have been Paul Green's 50th birthday, by the way. Um, the passing of Paul. We're, we're all still, you know, um, unpacking what happened there with Paul. But Brett made mention of Paul there. And, you know, that, w- that was pretty powerful stuff from Brett. Like, that's a really mm. raw admission that, you know, we, we get on. And as you say, Cameron, analyse yeah. everything. I mean, every, yeah. every game. And, you know, here we are talking again about Brett Arthur. You know, mm. Brett Arthur's side win last weekend. Top of the world. Brad has one game for the grand final. Brad yeah. Arthur's team lose. More than half of our list... You know, Brad Arthur's job is on the line. Yes. <laughs> it was, how unenjoyable is that? Living on that cutthroat. But Brad yeah. Arthur, if you ask him... No, I love the challenge. I love it. He, he will yeah. genuinely say he mm. loves it. So he's made for that job. Made well, for the job. Well, that's
2: Cameron said. You, you've got to have a unique personality to be able to deal with that and still enjoy it. Still enjoy what you do. Because... You, you, You've got to love it. Like it's too hard a job if you don't love it. Mm. And and I always thought, my my, my take on coaching uh, was that I I didn't love it enough. I I didn't want to be at training all day. Mm. I I didn't want to be there all day. When well, actually, when when professional football came in, when 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 we became pros, that was the uh, that was the time for my. Exit. Even though I was getting older, I just thought, mm. well, this—you know—they're they're keeping <laughs> us here all day. What for? Like, yeah. What oh, are yeah. we doing? Just because? Just because we're earning a little bit more money? What, what, why do we have oh, to yeah. sit around <laughs> here all day? But, <laughs> mate, I'm, I'm with you, Brandy. Oh, when, like I... when we
0: went full time, we, we at Newcastle in '96. When we, we were, mate, we're there all day, and we came—we we, we come ninth. We're just such it, and we we end up going to Mal really and say, hey, listen, Mal, mate. Can we just go back to weights in the morning, go home, do whatever you can do, and then back for the afternoon? He said, yeah, absolutely. And the next year, we're yeah. the competition. I just don't know sometimes what, what the sides are doing there all day.
2: No, I, uh, like, well, that, that did me. Like from Tuesday, Thursday night training to you know, Saturday morning, play Sunday, to mm-hmm. evolve into get there before breakfast, have breakfast. Go out and do some tackling. Come back in. Look at the computer, which I've found tedious. Oh. Like, looking at a computer and watching things <laughs> just mate, drove me round not. the bend. And you just get um, sick yeah. of the sight of your teammates, too. Like, yeah. chiefs, <laughs> chief's saying, mate, we don't even shake hands anymore. And, <laughs> and, 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 and Matt, so, by, by the first day of training during the week, I'm thinking, well, I'm done. Dude, I'm, I, I don't know. Can I go back there again? I, one day did me. So, yeah. that... Very quickly wore on me, and I thought coaching will not be my gig. All right, going to throw you okay. Potential coaches then. Your potential coaches text here
4: says, "Will Storm sign Payne Haas? Is Payne Haas what Melbourne need? <laughs> at the price, he's not well, probably. We've, we've no, had that well, discussion. But <clears throat> no. um, Cameron Payne Haas, you know, the, no, well, well, losing if, a few. If,
3: if, no, if Payne Haas wants a million dollars, I don't think he'll find himself at the Storm. No, no, I don't okay, think. Well, there's a, a quick I answer think to that I'll have a million dollars for Payne. <laughs> We'll, we'll move, move on. Would, uh, would Payne from find that one.
2: himself many clubs for a million dollars? I d I don't think there'd be many no. clubs willing to pay a million. No. Is that many no. or any, Brandy, did you well, say? Did, well, did you say? Well, I haven't gone through all of them, but there would be mm. th- there might be a couple, but not many. Uh Maddie, you were a Balmain supporter. We've established that previously
4: as a kid. You're a Balmain fan? Huge Balmain fan. Did you catch this? One of our listeners said, how good was it to see a random Balmain jersey at the Chooks v Bunnies game last night instead of the reverse of Bunnies jersey somewhere random in the world? He, there, there was. <laughs> even Blocker pointed it <laughs> out in commentary, Brandy. When the shot came up. He did. Here yeah. we are watching a great moment and there's Blocker pointing at the screen saying there's a, there's a Phillips Alpha uh, Micra or whatever uh, Balmain <laughs> jersey up in the oh, crowd. Yeah.
0: That's great nice. old jerseys. Yeah, yes. Yeah, fantastic. Love, love the Balmain Tigers. In 1981 when Dad coach." Dad coach, just not going in as they played Balmain Tigers in a, a trial match. It was Blocker's debut as a first grader. Whoa. So, um, yeah, great memories of that club.
1: Mm. Uh,
2: um, Cleary, Cleary's performance was, was remarkable after five weeks out and just doing what he did uh, with the ball. I, I, I thought another player that, that stood out over the weekend was one that's sort of flown under the radar this year. And, you you, you know, Jason Taumalolo, yeah. you... Mm. You wouldn't say has how could Jay you know Taumalolo ever fly under the radar, but he probably has. But his performance on Saturday night was was that was vintage, Taumalolo, vintage. Yeah, well, well, he had twenty
3: four carries for I think it was about two hundred and seventy meters, Brandy. So yeah, he he was back to his best, and and it really was a, a well a captain's knock, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, you know, travelling to Sydney where they haven't had the best of records, travelling down there, um, and and what was on the line, I reckon for the Cowboys was the most significant result of across the entire weekend. Was that this is now they now give themselves a week off. It's the first time they they host a a grand final qualifier at home. I think they gain the most out of out of any team across the competition. Mm, yeah. yep. So now someone has to play. So it, uh, it's, it's Parramatta in Canberra, isn't it, They cross over. Mm. Two weeks ago. Two yeah, weeks ago so, for
4: the Cowboys too. Yeah.
3: So now, they, that, whoever wins that match, they travel out of Canberra, which is still relatively cold. Sydney's still quite cool. In a fortnight's time, they travel to Townsville. It, it's been 27, 28, 29 degrees there of late. So it's going to be a very, very uncomfortable place for who, whoever yep. progresses through in a fortnight's time to play at Townsville in a prelim. So, yeah, hu- it was a huge game by town Malolo, Brandy. You're right, mate. And I feel as though he's in the back half of this season. I think we've seen some of his best football. Um, yep. And it was a huge play. I know they're only up against 12 men, but a huge play in the last 15 seconds to get that mm. ball and find that space and oh. score a try to, to level it up.
0: The, the, there was a really that's a, some of his football smarts you underestimate as well. There, there was a they pushed the ball to the left. There was an offload out the back went to Taulalau on the middle of the field. Now nine out of ten forwards there would just sort of take the ball up and you know set you know settle the play. He went ping through a twenty-five meter pass out to that's the far right. edge, which oh, yes. led to a try. Mate, great piece of skill, but really smart football to have that mm. to have that vision.
4: Mm. Uh, Just on Jason Tamalolo as we go to a break, he did actually win the Cowboys Player of the Year. We had this discussion last week. It raised eyebrows. Everyone's except Kevin Walters. But um, Jason Tamalolo did win the Cowboys Player of the Year. Tom Dearden got the Player's Player, but JT, Mm. the new JT, Mm. got the Player of the Year at the Cowboys. We'll take a break. More of Cameron for the Sporting Globe, Matty for Chemist Warehouse, and Brandy, no sponsor after the break. (coughs) Push for time, but there's always time for a caller of this ilk. 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 Gary of Newtown has called through, and I'm going to put him through to you, Matty, because you are a great mind of rugby league. Not that you're not, Cameron, but I'm going to let yeah. Gary of Newtown loose with you, Matty. Matty, can you say yeah. hello to Gary of Newtown and welcome him to well, the program on the have I've enjoyed, I've
0: heard, I've heard quite a bit of Gary's insights, and I, I enjoy them. I thought some of his stuff on Parramatta versus Penrith was spot on. Gary, g'day, mate. Can I just ask you, what do you think is the, the key to winning this Premiership?
1: Oh, I still think it's skill and physicality. That's why I enjoyed the uh, the Cowboys Cronulla game. Can I just say quickly on the uh, on on the uh, game yesterday? There was too much. I, I left. I, I went to two games. the Panthers game. I think they got to cut back two thousand less supporters. You couldn't move in the joint. That was a problem. And yesterday's game. Yesterday's game. Players running all the time are sending me mad. I left a half an hour before the end and I never leave games. I never leave. But it sent me mad. It took me three it took three minutes to get back to get the game back in play. It sent me crazy. I just left. I was fed up. But I just say i Nick O'Hine, he was top shot. I loved his style of play. He was running the ball, putting plays on, in slow motion, but hundred balls an hour. He that I love that game. All the skill was there and the physicality was there. They surprised me. I thought the forwards might have been, Kanana might have been missing a forward or two, but they hung in really well. I, I really enjoyed that game. What was your read on it, Matty?
0: Gary, I think you're absolutely spot on. Thanks for saying what needed to be said, mate. Yeah, well, there,
1: there we was. go. Well,
0: that's that. That. I thought he was spot on. Mate, Nico that. Hines, brilliant. To. Best performer outside of Nathan Cleary the weekend. What was the first half of the call
4: about, though? The what was that? I don't know what that was about. <laughs> Wanted less the crowd, too many people, too many people, too many people, <laughs> too many people at the games. It's a problem.
2: I just, just um, talking about a lack. Yes. Of, what, why was there half the half the the western stand at the New Allianz Stadium? What, why was the top half empty? How, how does that work? Members, I suppose. I don't know. Members, isn't? why don't they sell the members yeah. tickets if they're not going to use them? <coughs> does that, that happen? Should at Suncorp, your, that should have been your poll earlier today, Suncorp, rather does than does the Falcon it? tries off well, well, i, I I was told,
3: I think in that very first match um, last week, Roosters v Rabbitohs, I, I think the members were made to pay. So if they didn't turn up, they were still handing money over, but it sort of mm. made them use their ticket. Right. So I don't know. Well, not
1: I don't yesterday. know what happened
3: yesterday.
4: Okay, yeah. we we are pushed for time, but I'm going to lock you in for a tip right now on Monday. And I know that's hard before teams are announced, and Parramatta, <laughs> you know, whether Moses plays, obviously yeah. going to be very important. Maddie, right now, Monday morning... Uh, Eels, Raiders, Sharks, Rabbitohs. What's your tips?
0: I'm going to... Look, I I think that game yesterday, I think it'll take a bit out of Souths. I I think they'll bounce back the Sharkies. And, mate, how they're going at the moment, Canberra is right in Ricky's sweet spot. I think think they'll upset Parramatta.
4: All righty. Cameron?
3: I'm going to say Souths. To beat the Sharks. To beat the Sharkies. And And Raiders, Eels. Toss of the coin if uh, I think if Mitch Moses gets up, I think he'll play. Um, I think Parramatta will win.
4: All righty, and that will uh, lead us in to a, a thrilling preliminary final weekend, whichever way, whichever way we, we can't mm. lose here as far as the lineups mm. that we've got. Cameron, thanks for your time today, as always, for the Sporting Globe. Well done.
3: Thank you, fellas. See you next week. Thanks, Cam.
4: And Maddie yeah, Johns for Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Have a great week, Maddie. Thanks, boys. See you later. Thanks, Maddie. We'll bring it home in a moment. Six and a half minutes to nine. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can
2: listen live to the show every weekday morning from six till nine. Tune in through 1170 AM in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.
1: Enjoying better than 2020 vision is not as expensive as you think. For a free, no-obligation consultation, visit medonick.com.au. Medonic Laser Clinic, the best place to lose your glasses